Michael loves stray dogs. Beastie loves Sterlo. You know what they say, you're about playing the game. You can't hear it today. I said now. Welcome back to Legal Counsel. First show 2017 um, and a lot of new things happening for the show. Um, quick welcome to Jack Muir, board member of Hong Kong Rugby League. How are you going, mate? Uh, very good, uh, Rehari. Uh, good to hear from you. And I'm, I mean, can't wait just to talk league again this season. And hopefully we can put a show together that our fans enjoy. We have a very small group at the moment, but we've actually got some things in the pipeline that can actually get it out to uh, more rugby league purists, don't we? Yeah, mate. Well, good good segue. Um, we've got our first sponsor, which is www.rugbypass.com. Rugby Pass is a premier destination for rugby fans in Asia, streaming international test matches, the rugby championship, super rugby, and more to your device wherever you are in Asia. So huge thanks to rugbypass.com um, and Richard North, the CEO up there, who's kindly uh, given us the opportunity to um, stream through to the site. Also, this year we'll be running a live links from SoundCloud. You'll be able to find us there under Legal Council, so jump on, like us, um, start following us because we'll be a little bit more professional in our approach this year and talking all things rugby league. Mate, how have you... Uh, so we've had a couple of weeks of the season so far. Anything caught your eye? Do you take much notice of the nines, apart from the big upsets um, that went through? Do you give a shit at all about the nines? Uh, not red. It's a bit of fluff and a bit of fun, you know. Um, you know, the nines are... Uh, yeah. Yeah, as I said, a bit of fun. Um, you can't really take much from it. I've, I've actually tried to deduce with math problems if you could actually read into anything that will happen the real season from the nines, mm. and I haven't really been able to. I know we've had Rabbitohs and Cowboys champions mm-hmm. that have actually, uh, of the nines, have actually turned into champions either sort of side of the years. Mm. Mm. Um I think I think if you win the nines, one thing you can make take out of it is you're not going to be rubbish that year. Yeah, fair cool. Anyone jump out at you the nines? I know there's a couple of guys for me um, very quickly because we don't want to dwell on the nines too much. But Caelan Ponga um, showed he can move in the open field as as good as anyone. Um, and the one that stood out for me, who's a real favourite of mine, and we've talked about him a lot on the show, Connor Watson. Um, how good is he going? Yeah, he's going very good and was a, a crucial part of that Roosters team. And we'll move on and, and talk about how the Roosters could go this year. But he's going to be a vital cog in that team. And they've released Jackson Hastings. Hmm. But, you know, Connor Watson, is, is well, he'll, he'll do the job for them. Just yeah. resilient footballer. Definitely exciting player. And we'll push Luke Carey a lot, I think, for the starting position in the Roosters this year. So this is part one of two. This is our season preview for 2017. What we're going to do is we're going to go through all teams and uh, give our little take on it um, and hopefully um, a little bit of insight along the way, um, a little bit of banter too. So you wanted to start with the Sharks, the Premiers from 2016. Um, a quick run over the team, um, new faces, Maniah Sherrington, T-Rex, Tony Williams, who has just been a horrific player the last three years. Jeremy Lattimore, honest footballer, potential um, first actual NRL player to be on the show. Watch the space. Daniel Mortimer, ever reliable. And then outs, they've got rid of, well, a fair bit of trash. Your David Fafitas, your Mitch Browns. Michael Innes, retired, great player. Um, 
Benny Barber on the Chiz train. He's out of here. Pretty much you can do what you want and still get picked up in Super League, which is a good reminder for those guys that are just genuinely disillusioned in life um, and get caught with the um, with the cold, hard chisel. And he's off. And Matt McCulrick um, has gone to the Tigers. So, look, a little bit of um, movement for the Sharks. Uh, generally, the Premiership um, winners have found it tough to back up, mate. What's your take on the Sharkies? Uh, I think they, just straight off the cuff, I think they'll finish 5-8. to eight. Um, mm. I think they were very lucky to win the grand final last year. Um, mm. Storm didn't take their chances in that second half. Um, you know, they've got a very resilient forward pack, and, they, uh, and they'll still have that this year, mm. um, and a tough forward pack, and that'll keep them in games. But I just think they'll start off well, and then by round four, 16 will start the wheels will start to fall off like they do for so many uh, defending premiers mm. um, but you know the good times will still roll in the sharks for a few years but can't see them being having a go at the premiership this year yeah look not many people will actually realize with three minutes to go the melbourne storm had they actually um draw or drew and pass probably the correct way of phrasing it um they would have scored and beaten the sharks but in just in the euphoria of and the franticness of the finish, not many people pick that up. But I think it was Will Chambers maybe shouldn't have uh, should have passed it. Um, and then there was another one on the left hand side when they were absolutely shot and they didn't go the right way. Um, the Sharks Chase Blair Chase, Chase Blair. Blair didn't make the right decision. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chase just, Blair. It just goes to show how uh, how close it is in winning a title and um, the Storm who haven't won one for a few years, still always ultra-competitive, should have actually um, won that one. Very good grand final, though, um, for mine. Uh, one of the sort of the better ones in the last, I'd say, 15 years. Um, it'll be remembered for the Sharks breaking the duck, but I thought the Storm... And for Feeder's try, I think Feeder's try will stick in, in memory for a lot of... That was one of the great grand final tries, and, and it was sort of unfortunate that you know, a favourite of the show, Jesse Bromwich, scored one of the... It was actually a great grand final try himself and actually got overshadowed by that Andrew Fafita uh, try. Yeah, but I think the Sharks, look, I think they'll be, I agree, 5th to 8th, very tough to beat down there in the Shire. There will be a period of time, perhaps early season, as you kind of say, that they will string together a few games. But I don't think they ultimately have the desire there to get it. It was just all... Um, everything collided for them last year and um, they just looked like it was on a destiny... Uh, Destiny's Child, Destiny's Path, whatever you want to call it. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm aligned, actually, yeah. mate, um, as people have a go at us because we're, we're always too aligned. But, um, anyway, Doggies into the team number two. Um, cast our eye over the team. Uh, additions, Brinko Lee from the Raiders, um, Richie Kenner from the Storm, no one else of note, and the outs, the great um, servant to Kiwi Rugby League, Sam Perret, or Sammy Perret, Retired. Curtis Rohn has gone to Rara. He can fuck off. Tim Brown gone to the Panthers. Unheralded player. I actually rate him. T Rex to the Sharks. They won't yeah, be missing. So. They won't be missing him. Um, and Lloyd Perrett to the Sea Eagles. He hasn't really fulfilled his premise. Always looks like he's had too many donuts. Five kgs too heavy for mine. What do you think of the doggies? It's not. Uh, and the dogs. I mean, yeah. I've got big problems about their halves. I mean. Moses Mbaye, the Gambian Prince, is, is a very good footballer, but he just doesn't connect with uh, Josh Reynolds. Mm. And then you've got Michael Leacher at dummy half. Now, that franchise, 
put so much faith in that in that guy, bring him over from the shaft. But he is not delivered. No. Um, they're going to compete with that forward pack, your Clemmers and your James Grahams, but not going to be real contenders this year. They're just going to miss out on the eight. Yeah, look, I I think the dogs are going to have a big fall off this year. Um, apart from having one of the really best front rows in the competition with Cassiano, Graham and Clemmer, I've finally had to admit how good Clemmer is. He really came of age in the Four Nations for me. But um, there's something not right about those halves. This, I don't know. Is Moses and by any good? And Dutchie, Dutchie doesn't help you either. Dutchie. He's one of the worst NRL players going around at the moment. Who's, That's Kieran Holland to those oh, un, uninitiated. He's, he's not. He's not. He's not a first grade footballer. But is, is Moses and Bay actually any good? He's all right. He's got pace, um, and I, I, it's just one of those things. He's just not connecting with Josh Reynolds, and Josh Reynolds just. I think he's half the problem is attitude. He just sort of goes off the off the. You know, he's a good competitor. You wouldn't don't mind in team, but if you actually stick back and look at it, he actually. I think he's part of the problem, and you know he's not a great role model to bring Mbaye to to really fulfil his potential. I mean, as as sick as it makes me feel as a Warriors fan, are they just biding time until they get Kieran Four and after this one day deal with the Warriors? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me at all, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later. With the Warriors. I don't think Four will play for the Warriors. Um, rest on the doggies. Look, I, I think the Morris boys they're done. Well, they've got a couple of years of good first grade, but they're largely done. Josh just did not seem like he had his um, his uh, what from what he used to have, which is a good all round player, defence and attack. I uh, don't like Brett Morris at fullback. I'd love to see young Bradley Abbey come along there. Um, just they just don't have it for me, and um, I think major question marks over Des. I think Doggies tenth or eleventh is about where they'll finish up. I think they just um, they just don't haven't evolved. From that one year, they made the grand final against the Storm. Um, they never really have evolved their football style from that. It still revolves around the passing big man in the middle and some second phase, which, you know, hey, it took a few guys by surprise. It was unique, but they haven't really pushed on since then and um, don't like them this year at all. Um, on to the Broncos. Um, for me, this year's um, premiers um, in, they've got David Mead from the Titans. Very good signing. Tautau Monga from the Cowboys. I think he'll actually end up having a um, having a bit of a good extended run. Benji Marshall, the Māori Prince um, in from the Dragons, and Corbin Sims from the Knights. So from what was an incredibly stacked team, they've brought in some pretty good buys. Um, Moses Pangai from the did I, just hear, did I just hear you right there, Rehari? Did you say you, did you just say they're going to be premiers? Yeah, yep, I did. Um, and out... Is Corey Parker retired? Jared Wallace to the Titans. Jack Reed retired early, and Lachlan Maranta, exactly. that he's that shit that plays on the wing, has gone to rugby union. He can piss off too. Um, what's your take on the Broncos? Broncos, yes, I think they're a top four side. Sorry, I should say top six. I'm a bit worried about their centres. I know that with Reed, I know he's pretty average, um, but he was quite solid there for them. So who are their centres? And then Tom Tom Aparsic, the uh, Serbian international. He actually um, was, I think he's out for a lot of the, the start of the season. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm a big David Mead fan, uh, mm. the Kumal connection. Um, they're going to be good. Like, it's just so hard to win at some court. Well, their centres will be... Uh, although their, it does a lot of... Pain. Their, their centres will be uh, James Roberts, who's just been cleared of um, taking on a young lady's ponytail out the night out in the piss. That would have been his last warning. He's been already booted out of the Panthers and the Rabbits. 
Um, so he'll be in the centre. He's electrifying. Had a pretty average year last year, transitioning from the Titans. And then Jordan Kahu. But the Smokey, and what has been talked about, is Benji Marshall playing in the centres. Can you see Benji turning back the clock? He's only 30 years old and having a good season. I mean, who couldn't play centre for the Broncos inside Milford and Hunt and on the back of that four-pack? Um, you wouldn't want to be anywhere else in the world if you were Benji Marshall, would you? Look, Benji's not going to be playing centre. Uh, um, I think that's, he's just going to be playing a lot of Queensland Cup this year. Um, he's just, that that, for, that uh, rugby union sabbatical really ruined him. Um, yeah. He actually, and I know we're his biggest fans and he's an ornament to the game, but as one of uh, uh, a respected league, league he told us, put him on a Christmas tree. Because he's, I, I think Bennett's uh, brought him into the Broncos for for reasons other than playing. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's sad to see the Mouldy Prince go down this track, to be honest. But, you know, we'll still remember the good day, good day, good times. Yeah, well, we basically ran three or four different shows um, tributing Benji last year because we thought it was his last year. And he was absolutely abysmal the second half of the season, as was Gareth Widdop. Um They weren't alone. But who can blame them for playing that lifeless red and white um, dragon side who were um, just... Absolutely the worst team to watch. I'd rather watch the Knights than them last year. They were horrible to watch. Um, so you reckon Broncos top four? I reckon potential minor premiers. I think maybe second or third would be probably a better guess. But if I was a punting man, which I am, I'd be punting the Broncos pre-season to win um, win the comp. I think they've just got too much class across the park. Um, don't know how the hell they're under the salary cap, but hey, you might they, be understanding. That, you might be understanding Corey Parker's loss, but you know, time will tell. Well, Josh Maguire has been tipped to play 13 for them. Um, and then you've also got... Blind in one eye. I've told you they have an eye. He's got one eye? He's blind in one eye. Really? He looks like he's got a glass eye. Is right. that right? No, I think it just doesn't count focus or something. It's like that lazy, the lazy eye bloke at school where you don't really know where to look. Yeah, right. All right. Um, so the um, Broncos, yeah, look, they're going to be good. Um, on to the next one, uh, the Dragons, who were, as I said earlier, just oh, where do we absolutely start? abysmal. <laughs> You've got um, the signings, Nene McDonald, um, Josh Kerr, who I don't actually even know, Kevin McInnes, Sean Nona from the other Cutters, you saw him in the nines, and Paul Vaughan, it's actually not a, sign, not a bad signing from the Raiders. Right, out, out the door, Mike Cooper, the Englishman's gone back home. Um, Benny Cray's retired. Benji Marshall, we just talked about him. Dylan Farrell's retired. Mitch Rain, who is just the epitome of how bad they were last year, has gone off to the Panthers. Dunamis Louie to the Raiders and Adam Quinlan to Hull. So let's be honest, they've lost not much. They haven't gained not much. They were only the only team that um, up from the Knights in terms of points scored last year. They were horrible to watch. Um, I can't see anything changing. I don't know who's going to play seven for them. There's talk of Josh McCrone running around the side. Um, if you've got some money in your pocket, put them down to finish. Um, bottom three or four, potential wooden spooners. Yeah, look, I can't I can't um, argue with any of that summary you just put up there, Rehari. One one thing, I, I think Nene McDonald and Paul Vaughan are actually going to be signing that are going to yeah. probably impress us quite mm. a bit. Um, but yeah, Mary McGregor... Uh, He's obviously doesn't have the support he needs there because watching them attack is ho- it's like watching a one arm duck in the pond, right? They just can't you know, go around in circles. There's no attacking impetus. 
They keep playing Josh Dugan at centre. And I have said, and I have said, on this podcast and at many over many points, he's not a centre. No. I, I mean, he can play centre for the green and golds because you and I could play centre for the green and golds. You don't have to do anything when you're playing amongst that right. class. But when you are playing for the Dragons... You have to play fullback if you're Dugan. He just is lost at centre. There's absolutely no point in playing there. Um, I don't actually think he's a good centre. He's played well on occasion for the Kangaroos, but as I said, um, not difficult when you're playing with that many good players. Play him at fullback, um, but you know I think they've got a big decision on their hands where they actually re-sign Dugan because the money that he wants and the length of contract, he wants five years, mate. The man's made a glass. He barely held together last year. He's the white Steve Maddai, if you ask me. I wouldn't sign him, um, and I'd let the open market have him because he's going to be broken down in a couple of years' time, um, and he's just going to phase out yeah, of the game like a phenomenal footballer. I think, I think we both agree he's a phenomenal footballer, but you've just got to watch in the modern uh, day, modern age league is that people can fall off their cliffs very quickly in their mm. late 20s, and mm. it takes a special type of player to keep that level up and... Dugan, oh, he was my favourite when he first came onto the scene at fullback with the Raiders. I loved watching him play, but oh, I mean, him in that red V and of the and the Illawarra white uh, horizontal stripes is just disgusting to watch. Yeah, no arguments there. On to the Eels, um, picked up uh, luminaries such as Cio Vave, Nathan Brown from the Rabbitohs, which I really like that signing. George Jennings from the Panthers. Josh Hoffman from the Titans, C.O.R. Matangi from the Panthers, Frank Pritchard's come home from Hull, Kirasomi Ava'a, um, noted woman basher um, multiple times, who was released from the Rabbitohs, is there, and Will Smith from the Panthers. Some pretty good buys there. Um, they've got rid of Michael Gordon, Chucky Watmo, Kieran Foran, Luke Kelly, Danny Wicks, Vitaltai. So, Eels, uh, on the surface, Look like with Corey Norman back um, after he served a few game suspension for snorting um, some white powder off a stripper's navel um, and multiple other. It wasn't um, a stripper. It was well, a civilian. Was it? I've seen Probably the video. Um, just quietly, Sorry. I'll flick it to you after the show. And um, on the surface, I think they'll go pretty well. The Eels. I think they're going to be pretty hard to beat. They've got a great coach in Brad Arthur. They play an extremely um, enterprising style of football. Not sure what the other woman basher, Simi Radradra, um, is one real um, class Australian winger, um, and Bevan French. So is Simi playing this year? Or is he? Did he actually get into, um, did he get a passport into France? No, he's going to, well, I think Simi Radradra is probably the big thing hanging over them because he's already thinking about croissants and, and uh, you know, right, some fine wine. ham and that because he's, um, He's going to be an issue, and I don't think he'll last till round 12. And B.A., Brad Arthur, I'm sure he will not take that. And it looks like they've got enough depth there. Yeah. The Eels this year are going to be um, – I, li- I like them. I like the Eels. Brad Arthur gets that team together. They've got some real reggae about them in parts of the field yeah. of Kenny Edwards and Brad Takarangi. Yeah. And then they've got um, they've got toughness there in both. Scott. Look, they're a good team. Can they make the top four? No. Uh, potentially, if everything no, goes cannot. right. If everything goes right. Really, mate? They, you know they finished seventh last year if they didn't get all their points taken off. Yeah, them. but they cheated the cap. And then they the really took the foot off the accelerator. They cheated the cap. What's that? They they dogged. Yeah, the I know, but like, oh no, I agree. But I'm just saying that if if they had the look, okay. But I said 
if everything falls into place, they'll finish in the top four. But you, it, you yeah, could that, say that about every that club about this year. Every single club you say, if it falls apart from the Dragons, the Knights, you could say if everything falls into the place, Knights they'll finish the, in the top four. Well, that's the beauty of our competition. But look, I'm, I'll stand by it. the Eels. Brown. Brad Arthur, I've got a lot of respect for him. Um, yeah, I and the way you united that team last year in adver- under adversary, I don't know. And I like you know the Taikarangis and the Kenny Edwards of the world. You know, I love them. They're coming into their the golden the golden period of their career. Mm. Um, Danny Wicks was a funny one. How he retired. Um, yeah. I thought he would still need some some money after coming out of prison. But you know, <laughs> that's what rugby league is about. We reform people. He got done for um, buying a couple of um, tons of David Vialeckis, didn't he? Real ironic that he ended up playing for the Parramatta Eels. Exactly. Yeah, quite. <laughs> I, I think the Eels are going to be contesting for the eight. It's going to be touch and go. There's too many good teams. I think the Eels miss out, but they'll be a real prick of a team to play. Yeah, agreed. But okay. I think they can for them to stop for. Right. Rabbitohs. Sid, South Make Sydney, the pride of the our league. The premiers. The pride of our league. You say they're the premiers. Yes, I am. I saw <laughs> You're so off your much head, in those mate. last. No, I saw in the last Fuck six off. rounds last year. I saw some rugby league that was absolutely brilliant. It was like a Da Vinci work of art. Yeah, mate, they but it's easy to do that when you can't make the. Round. It's it's it, there's a team that does that every year. That with six rounds to go, that are completely out of calculations, and they start throwing the ball around with reckless abandon. It, it, it's that doesn't mean they're going to go well the next year. I agree that they'll be a. Top five side, but premiers, please. Who's in their halves? Who's partnering bloody Adam Reynolds? Cody Walker? Uh, well, the, be- the beautiful indigenous Walker. I love him. Yeah, What's wrong with him? He's all right. He ain't no, he ain't no premiership winning um, five-eighths. And they- this, is, this, is GI's, this is GI's like last year of really playing at the top level, and then he's going to fall off a cliff next year. So he wants another premiership. Um, Look, I just can and the Burgess boys are just going to rip through teams. Look, they're going to do well. All right. I do agree they're going to do well. I love the Robbie Rocco signing. Robbie Farrar, um, that just insipid, arrogant, chip-on-the-shoulder bloke from the Tigers, um, who's, you know, his style of play is, you know, the late 2000s, um, the late noughties, when he used to run around for a yep. Tigers outfit. Um, I don't know if it'll suit the Rabbitohs. Um, Robert Jennings, the other Jennings... Um, from the Panthers, coming in. They've lost Paul Carter. Luke Carey has gone to the Roosters. Um, Nathan Brown, which I really thought they would have held on to, has gone to the Eels. Um, it's interesting that they kept Dave Tyrrell, one of the worst front rowers, maybe even players in the NRL, and they let Nathan Brown go. Um, he's just got a bit of mongrel in him too. So um, what my one of my bets of the year is big Sammy Burgess to win a Daly M. I think oh, he he's was, going to have a cracking season. I and I think I said I said to you last year I went to a Rabbitohs Storm game at, uh, at Tawara Nika right league lower right league Memorial Stadium. He was phenomenal. Mm. He was a watching that bloke play live mm. is an on and it's an honour. Yeah, he is. He is one of my favourite players to watch, um, and he had a pretty disjointed year last year playing on an average team I do agree with GI I think he's got one more big year left in him before he um, signs one contract too many gets fat and um, maybe ends up playing sluggish rugby league in the centres um, while uh, yeah maybe even going to rugby union he was carrying a few injuries last year GI and I think this year he's going to be fitter and he looked better in the um, indigenous game yeah 
Good call. On to the Roosters, who um, unnecessary signing Michael Gordon, but he's probably going to end up playing fullback for them. Um, from what I hear, Latrell Mitchell's going to play centre. Luke Carey, um, he's probably going to start off at six. I reckon that Connor Watson will be in that Craig Wing role, coming off in jersey number 14 and really just sparking the game. Um, Leon Knight, Zane Tedavano, another woman basher. Um, Paul Carter, who's just got all kinds of alcohol problems. Um, seems like they've got a real type here, the Roosters recruitment man. Um, might love to have a beer with these blokes. Mitch Cornish, Brennan Santi, and then out the door, Vincent Luluai, Sammy Moa, good servant, four good seasons for the Roosters. Um, he's gone to the Catalan Dragons. Um, and Jackson Hastings, who is apparently a cancerous little prick, um, they just got rid of him real quick. And I actually rate Jackson Hastings. He's going to do good things at the Sea Eagles. Um, He's a talented footballer, but it just looks like he's a dickhead. He's a victim of the old no dickhead rule, and you can just imagine um, the Roosters hierarchy, your Politis's um, and your Trent Robinson's just not standing for an upstart like him. Roosters look good. I think they'll have Boyd Cordner, who will be a real um, another Daily M uh, player of the year. Potential. Um, he'll be fit. I think Guerra is going to look to have a bounce-back year. Um, SST, uh, yep, JWH. Fit, uh, Jake Friend, and then you've got Mitchell Pierce. It's hard to argue against the Roosters' um, claims for a top four, but I think they're more like seventh and eighth. I think they'll be up and down. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think I, I'd get them between the fourth and sixth position. Um, I think they've got they they do get some ph- phenomenal. They're football phenomenal footballers. They have issues, um, and Blake Ferguson. I mean. An absolute horrible uh, human being, but gee whiz, can he play football? And oh, he, he was good. the standout for me at the, um, after at a the uh, Four Nations season. tournament. After a terrible season, yeah, and I mean exactly. And but he's just—he's a specimen. Hmm. He can do what you want. I mean, he actually—I mean, can, when you think that he plays uh, with Sean Kenny Dow and, and the tripe that Sean Kenny Dow put out at the Four Nations, <laughs> um, you know, I think Sean Kenny Dow probably won't last too much longer. If he—if that was. That's probably one worry with them is SKDs, but I'm sure they'll have someone backing up. Well, apparently they're going to start Gordon at fullback, SKD and uh, Daniel Tupo on the wings. And I think Daniel Tupo oh. will get overtaken by Joseph Mano, who is a brilliant up-and-coming player. And then Latrell and Blake in the centres. Um, and then you've oh, got yeah. Mitchell Pierce partnering with Luke Kerry and Connor Watson. That is going to be one of the most exciting teams to watch in the competition. If you're a Roosters yep. fan, you've got to be barred up. That is just real rugby league across the pipe there. Um, it's going to be exciting yep. times to get down to Allianz in a Sunday, sunny Sunday Arvo and watch them play. They'll be throwing the football around. Yep, I agree. If that for if their forwards can sort of you know step up, you know the JWH. I mean, you could say he's one of the greatest uh, NRL players that can't convert it to rep football. Mm. Um, yeah, the corners, the Guerras, uh, SST. Look, you know, the more you think about it, if, if everything clicks and they don't have dog gate, you know, Pierce can keep out of the um, kennels and that. They'll have a good season this year. Yeah, it's it's shit. Top four is is legit, isn't it? Um, I uh, I do have a minor premier favourite um, who isn't the Broncos, but we'll leave it to the next show because I want to reveal them. It's one of my other favourite punts of the um, year. But um, Rooster fans, you should be real happy with where, where you got um, what you've got in front of you, I reckon. And last year was just a, an anomaly under the, the Trent Robinson era, who's proved himself to be a real, a really good coach and a real disciplinarian. 
um, for young rugby league lads. So last team for this week, the Manly Seagulls, the Silvertails. Inns, they've got Sean Lane from the Warriors, who is just like a walking, what would you call him? He just a tall, Bobby, lanky, he's just pubic hair. Yeah. He's just got absolutely nothing to offer. Um, fell a over poor the man's of, Jeremy Lattimore. <laughs> he is a just. He is not a footballer. Um, he needs to look at another career. They've got Blake Green from the Storm, who's a bit of an organizer. Cameron Cullen, who yeah. I'm real big on from the Titans. I'd like to see him start with um, Daily Cherry Evans rather than Blake Green. Akia Uate, who really should not be in first grade. Curtis Cernan, who I think is a really good buy. I think he'll be solid. Lloyd Perrett. Fuck, they've, they've got a lot of players that they've bought in. Um, Jackson Hastings. Jonathan Wright, the second worst footballer in the NRL after Blake Ashford. And Jared Kennedy from the Raiders. So they've bought in a whole heap of um, players. And they've lost some real manly stalwarts. They've lost Jamie Lyon, probably the best centre I think I've ever seen in, in my time of watching rugby league. The most pure centre. Um, the prince of centres. Timmy Moulton, not many people know he played for Manly. Um, Tom Simons, good servant. Um, they've released a whole heap of trash. And then you've got the likes of Jamie Bure to the Knights. Um, Felitti Matteo has gone overseas. Luke Burgess has as well. But the big question marks and the potential retirements of Steve Maddai and Brett Snake Stewart. Um, man, they just won't be the same. They are going to have to go with a different identity um, because the Manly sides from 2006, when Hasler sort of got in there and um, brought them into the eight after a period of indifference, and you'd probably say 2015 was the, the last year of foreign um, was the end of the nine-year era where they were a fantastic football side. They're going to have to carve out a different niche for themselves um, on the back of Daly Cherry Evans, who I imagine if they did a player's poll would probably be the most disliked player in the game. Is that fair? Uh, oh well, I'm, I'll, I'll wait for the rugby league week players probably to come out before I can answer that. Um, but yeah, I think what you've said—it's just going to be. I loved the Eagles in that 2006 to 2015 um, yeah, era. They were just such a—they were just a great football side. And as a league, if you're a rugby league purist, if you actually sat back and like watched them just dismantle teams mm. at Brookvale, mm. now known as Lotto Land. I mean, that's going to hang <laughs> over the head, naming their home ground Lotto Land. <laughs> Desperate for cash, and, and some silver lining is it does look a little bit better on the jersey than their lime green Coco Joy sponsor they had which, last year. Which they actually, Coco Joy actually said that they weren't their sponsors. So halfway through the season, oh, no. they had to take Coco Joy off the jersey. Um, it reminds me of those shark sides of about five years ago that used to just turn up at the start of the season without a sponsor. Yeah, well, Power's doing that at the moment too. They're just saying Power 1947 because they're what they're still holding out for a sponsor, you know. And then after uh, the uh, Bun Night incident, Thurston based, uh, mm. the doggies actually came out with Camp Quality, which was just charity based. Well, did Mitsubishi Electric dump them? Did they? Because I think they were the uh, of course, yeah, as of you course. Would. Wait, Thurston carried on there, yeah. Um, and then so that and then it took a while for them to get a sponsor. Obviously, you know the way they the, the, the supposed family club. Yeah, well, I tell you, what, it reminds me a great drinking game, a very underrated drinking game is um, like the famous game of never. Is you just go around the circle and you have to quote a rugby league team and its corresponding jersey sponsor. Um, and uh, tell you what, 
can go on for on and on. A real favourite of mine is you know the days of your Henny Pennies with your Newcastle Knights, um, BHP Steels from the Warriors. But usually I try and keep those up my sleeve for uh, late in the game. But the, yeah, the Eagles are yeah, it's going to they're reinventing themselves and they're going to and I think they're doing it. You know they're doing it around DCE, which is unfortunate. But also the um, the two brothers Tom and Jake Turbovich. Turbo, whatever their names are. Uh, they uh, are super exceptional team. footballers, aren't they? Gee, they're good. I forgot about those yeah. two. How good they are. Yeah, but they're just, yeah, I mean, Jake, if, if I could have like one sort of under the radar signing for the ball, for the Warriors, it would be Jake Turbovich. His work rate's amazing. and It would be a great uh, uh, replacement for Hoffman. You mean, um, yeah, Jake Turbovich, yeah, but you wouldn't be, you'd be paying a lot to get him there. And he's just one of those guys yeah, who'll never leave Manly. He's going to be a, a 14 year, um, you know, he's going to be the next Beaver, really, isn't yeah. he? He's going to be the future captain of the club. Um, I think he actually kept oh, yeah, one yeah. of the games I mean, last I do year. have big question marks over Trent Barrett. I, I suppose you would too. Yeah, I mean, he wins the title. Maybe he edges out Nathan Brown for the best-looking coach, but um, I just cannot imagine him being good at coaching. He just He's really not an intelligent bloke. Um, yeah, I mean, what's he going to be saying to... And he slipped up at his job in NRL. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's got a checkered past. But which league he doesn't. That's why we love the sport. Um, so that's the eight teams we want to cover off this week or this um, this show. Quickly, want to touch on the Indigenous game, which um, really is just sort of it's an awkward sort of game now in the calendar that means a lot to the Indigenous um, players. They clearly value it as high as um, almost anything. They love it, but the team that they played on um, some All Stars team was just full of just average first grade players. And, you know, some players have come out. I think Gus Gould said that the Indigenous team should play at the World Cup. Reminds me of when the New Zealand Maori team played in the 95 World Cup. Um, no, 2000. 2000 World Cup. And, yeah, look, I don't know if... I think they need to have a place in the game, but uh, this All-Stars concept for me in this game is a bit broken. Um, the initial first two years were quite exciting because the genuine World All-Stars was a good team. But, um, yeah, look, I don't really know what to do with it. Um, what's your take yeah, on so it? So my, my opinion on this one is, I've got a bit of an opinion on this, Rihari. One is we need to celebrate the indigenous, what the Indigenous have given to our great game. And we've done that so over the last eight years, I think it is now, with this Indigenous game against the World All-Stars. But to really respect what the Indigenous have given to our game, we need to actually give them something better. One thing I've discussed a bit with the Hong Kong Rugby League guys is that Rugby League cannot be played half-hearted. You mm. cannot play friendly Rugby League. And that's basically what that game is. That is when you get injured. Yep. When you don't go into tackles hard or you go half That's what Croker did. Like You're not going at it hard. And why would you? You're just being... Our sport is like the most one of the most physically intimidating sports in the world. Mm. And to imagine um, people going out there to like sort of it's like hard, it's like fake war. It just doesn't work. We need to do something for the indigenous. And I, I would, you know, I don't like the city country game, but can we get the indigenous playing either a Pacific selection? Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Or the a New Pacific, Zealand Maori team. Yeah, yeah, the Pacific team's got merit. It just has to be at the right time of the calendar. And rugby league's screwed up in many ways. Exactly. They don't value the international game. Um, we've been on record at length talking about that. But um, yeah. 
I don't know what to do with it. It's it's not um, completely broken because you know obviously they love it, the Indigenous boys. But um, the team that came up against them on Friday night was just pathetic. So something needs to be done. Um, any other general league ramblings from you? Um, obviously, it's been a big off season. It was a very disappointing Four Nations, but the Aussies were just a class above. I think Meninga's taken them to a new level, and they're going to be just really hard to beat. Um, we probably need to get rid of our coach, David Kidwell. Looks like a real Gary Kimball the second for mine, um, completely out of his depth. Uh, any any other sort of news? What's happening over in Hong Kong this year? Uh, well, I will just say that it's going to be a very long season culminating in the World Cup. That's going to be brilliant. Um, Hong Kong, we're, we're getting um, a bit, bit of stuff together. We're having the uh, residence tour playing a Philippine selection in Manila on March 17. Cool. And then we've got our annual nines on April the 22nd with a couple of international teams, one from PNG and one from Thailand. Um, cool. So, yeah, everything's going okay. And, and, and I will say that you know the best place to watch your rugby league in Asia is on Rugby Pass. The beauty of it is you don't have to, if you don't, uh, obviously, you know, people with kids and stuff, if you can't catch the start of the game, you can always see it on on demand. Um, and the good people at Rugby Pass have also said that they'll get Super League back on for our good Northern Hemisphere fans in Hong Kong and the rest of Asia. So, obviously, it, especially for Hong Kong, the Super League's on at a difficult time in the middle of the night. But the beauty of Rugby Pass is you can wake up on your Friday morning, Saturday morning and put it straight on and see some of those old English clubs go at each other. Well, old, I should say European clubs. Our sport has a has a great... Uh, we're in France, uh, two teams in France now in the top leagues. And, yeah, so I would say that. And I'm a subscriber. I'd have to say it's a, it's a great um, um, concept. So if you're dithering and dithering about getting an account, uh, I can highly recommend it. Good stuff. Now, just before we go... The World Club Challenge, another pointless exercise. I think that's next weekend. The Sharks go over and play... Yeah, play Wigan. Wigan, that's Wigan. right. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think it's a pointless exercise, really, Harry. I I think it has its place, especially for the Brit. We need to understand that the English Rugby League needs that stuff. Yeah. Um, if anything, just for you know, to, for for the to, to the yardstick, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, you have to think about how we do it. Like, why don't we play it in Hong Kong, halfway between each of the countries? You don't have all that travel. Um, I still like I still like uh, like it. And there was some news during the week that Great Britain Lions tours might be coming back. That would be good. You get your Danny Bruffs of the world, your Ewan Aikens yeah. um, from the Bravehearts, and you know, there's a few decent Irish players popping around there, as is Welsh. So. I'd relish that with open arms. I still remember those Great Britain sides that came down to New Zealand in the early 90s were just ferocious. Um, Your your Sean... um, British cult. Yeah, British British cult with your Bobby Goulding and your Sean Edwards. um, You know, those those teams were legendary. But, um, yeah, look forward to hearing about that. Uh, Once again, you can check us out on SoundCloud Legal Counsel. Um, the show will be a little bit more professional this year in its approach. We won't be just emailing that out with a little attachment, or some people even used to get it via WhatsApp. But um, this year you can find us on Rugby Pass, www.rugbypass.com or SoundCloud. Check us out. 
like us, follow us. And what about if some of our listeners have some queries or want to slag us off, Rihari? How do they get hold of us? They can slag us off on SoundCloud or they can slag us off on legalcouncil at gmail.com. They can slag us off whenever they want. Um, We do like questions and we will take all questions, filter them, delete the shit ones, and then probably take one or two per show that are actually half decent or that we actually just want to answer. Um, So the lucky one or two people that send theirs have got a 50% chance of getting through to the show. Um, mate, we will um, we'll tee up part two this week. Um, but until yep. then, we've got to love your league. Got to love your league. See you, mate. See ya.